This is the High School Football America podcast for August the 6th, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. Taking a journey to Maryland right now. And uh, if you've been reading High School Football America since we put out our preseason rankings on the uh, 28th of June, uh, the toughest conference in the nation is the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference. Four teams. Yes, I said four in the top 25. It is a meat grinder every year. You meet in the regular season. Generally, you do it again in the playoffs. And uh, the number 25 team in the poll, the coach of that team, will join us here to uh, talk about uh, the Falcons. It's uh, Andy Stavanelli. He is in his entering his third year. He's an alum uh, of the Falcons, and he is here to talk about what's going to be a fun season that includes a, a trip out west. Welcome to the show, Coach. Thank you. Appreciate it, Jeff. Yeah, let's let's kind of before we dive into the kids and, and all that, let's just talk about what I talked about at the beginning. <laughs> that that conference of yours is uh, it's 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 a gauntlet, I guess we'll put it that way. Uh, I'm going to have you put on the ambassador hat for the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference and, and just kind of you know in the preseason, knowing what you guys have you know through the years and all that. How good is this year's version of the conference? Well, I've I've been around the conference really, you know, my whole life, yeah. and uh, I could tell you, I think this may be the the most balanced uh, it's ever been. It's it's always been very very competitive, but this year it, it may take the take the prize as far as at least you know going into the season. Uh, if I think from top to bottom, you know how 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 solid every everyone is and. Um, just how competitive it's going to be. It really is uh, going to be uh, unique, even to our conference. I think the balance <laughs> is just incredible. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. And like I said, what makes it even more fun or, or crazy for you and your staff is the fact that you you got to do it all over again in the postseason. That's for sure. We're talking good council football here on the show tonight. Uh, the 2019 version of the Falcons ranked number 25 in the High School Football America preseason 100, just to get you up to speed on the other teams. You've got uh, St. John's there at uh, number three. You've got Gonzaga at number nine and DeMatha, the arch rival of good council at number 15. And coach, the schedule uh, you didn't put any cupcakes on there either for the non-league, uh, in, including you know a season opener against the number eighty-nine team in our in our uh, preseason one hundred, Charlotte Catholic, a, a power out of North Carolina, and then a, a trip to California to take on number two St. John Bosco. So uh, I, I guess you were thinking like it's it's going to be a meat grinder, so we might as well get it right out of the box there. So tell me how you put the schedule together and your thought behind playing such a powerful one. Well, yeah, yeah, as I like to say, you know, uh, the the guy that put the schedule together is an idiot, and uh, of course that guy is me. Uh, but, uh, but uh, yeah, the, I really, in all honesty, the way we view it is our league is so hard that you know to get prepared for it, we we you know we want to play in, uh, the best teams we can, um, and, and really the other part of that is we want to give our kids the best experience. Uh, so if we can you know, to be able to organize a trip to go out to California. Uh, you know, the game's going to be awful difficult, but we're hoping that the trip, uh, you know, and the experience for our kids will be great, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw. So that's part of the mindset. And then, you know, the team like Charlotte Catholic, they're, uh, they're very, very good. Um, you know, getting the chance to host them, have them come up again is, I'm sure it's going to be a great experience for their kids, but also for ours. So it's really, you know, twofold. We want the competition to prepare us for our, you know, conference games, 
Certainly, but uh, yeah, and we realized we were on the risk of uh, of getting beat and not having the best record if by doing that. But uh, you know, we, we we like the challenge, and we really do. And then, and that's you know, as we talk about it, we tell our kids that's why you came to Good Counsel, and that's why we coach here. And we want to be the best, and we want to compete with the best. And you've got Andy Stefanelli on the line, head coach at Good Counsel, entering his third year, uh, as I said at the top, an alum there. And, uh, you know, you, you had some big shoes to fill in Coach Malloy, uh, stepping in there for him. But now uh, I think the program's probably le- uh, all under your thumbprint, right? So what are some of the things that you feel that you've been able to do to, to aside from create a crazy schedule, <laughs> to, to put your, your thumb thumbprint on this? And, and, and what are you happy with what you and your staff have done to get the Falcons ready for this year? Well, we're excited about this team. Um, you know, for me, having been, you know, uh, coaching under Coach Bully for uh, for many years prior to taking over, you know, we really just tried to take, you know, what he had built and uh, and help, you know, try to improve it. I don't know that we've, you know, and certainly in some areas, but we just try to take what was already a great foundation, a great model. And, you know, obviously when you coach, you want to put your – your flavor on it, you know, and, and so some things changed a little bit just to, I think, to fit our coaching staff's personality. But the nuts and bolts of the program are still, you know, what Coach Moy had built, and we're just trying to carry that forward. Uh, and I think we've been able to do that. Um, this being year three for us, we feel like, you know, a lot of the things that we implemented in terms of the way we practice and, and, and uh, the, you know, the weight program and, and everything, we, we feel like it's really hitting a peak right now in terms of where the kids are understanding what we expect of them. Uh, and I talked to a lot of college coaches and a lot of them will say, Hey, year three is the year uh, when you know, hopefully it starts happening. So we feel pretty good about where we are, uh, you know, at this point in the, in the journey. Talking good council football here. Uh, uh, this is airing on Tuesday. We're actually uh, we we we're taping this, if you will, several days earlier. Camp opened up on Monday, but as you head into camp, um, what are some of the things that you guys have done well over the summer, and what are some of the boxes you want to check off here in camp to to know that you guys are ready to go? You know, after that big season opener and the and the rugged schedule. Well, you know, in terms of our team going into it, we we feel real good about our our defense. Uh, we you know we have a lot of returning starters, a lot of experience uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Certainly have a few holes to fill. We had some great players graduate, but a lot we were a young defense last year. <clears throat> on the offensive side, we probably have more questions. We're going to be younger there. Uh, I did bring in a new offensive coordinator uh, who's going to help kind of uh, implement some new. Uh, some new things to our offense. We're still going to run the same offense, but we're, we're adding some wrinkles to it and different ways of calling things. And so that's been really a big emphasis through the spring uh, was to get that you know, terminology and that stuff implemented. Um, so that'll be the challenge in camp is really just getting the offense up to speed. We feel like the defense should, we'll probably be a little ahead of the offense, you know, going into camp for sure. And there's nothing wrong with that in high school football, right? You like a defense that's seasoned and ready to go. Andy Stefanelli on the line talking good council football. And I had a chance to see you guys in person last year, uh, another road trip for you. You came down here to Georgia, beat a very good Marietta ball club in a very physical uh, matchup. Uh, Let's talk about the defense, get some of the kids in here by name that you're looking for, not only good performance on the field, but also that leadership that's so critical when you're you're looking to to try and do something big in that conference of yours. 
Yeah, well, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of great leadership on the on on that side of the ball in particular. Um, in terms of personnel and leadership, George Wallow, uh, who will be our you know nose guard, our one technique uh, senior, he's uh, you know very very good player, uh, provides great leadership for us, um, and really we've got it at all levels. So at linebacker, uh, Mitchell Melton is our outside linebacker. Um, He's very dynamic. You know, he's very he's a six four, two hundred and thirty five pound guy that can run. So he and you know he's going to probably be the quarterback of the defense, so to speak, making the calls. And then um, on the back end, Jason Scott, our free safety, uh, you know, had a great year last year and is coming back um, and will kind of lead up, head up that secondary for us. So uh, we've got plenty of other great players on the defensive side, but those three guys. I think, stand out as far as uh, their play and leadership ability. Well, let's flip it over then to the offense. You said you're young. You've got some question marks there. Where where are the guys, uh, who are the guys that are uh, going to give you a, a little bit of experience until those young guys can kind of get their feet wet? Well, the anchor will be uh, Landon Tangwell, our, our uh, left tackle. He's uh, only a junior, but, uh, you know, started last year as a sophomore and is you know, very, very good player, player, highly rated, of course. Um, so he will anchor the young offensive line, um, you know, and, and I think provide a lot of stability there. We've got some other, you know, linemen that uh, we feel really good about, but, uh, you know, they're, they're young or newer to this program. So, uh, you know, it may take a little bit of time to develop them and get the unit to gel. You know, offensive lines kind of have to mm-hmm. work together to, to get that, uh, you know, camaraderie amongst themselves. So that we feel good it's going to happen, but Landon will lead us there. Uh, quarterback, you know, we, we've got an open competition there uh, with Trace Campbell and Chase Williams and uh, Ben Cuellar. We've really got three guys that we feel really good about. <laughs> we've got to figure out, you know, who – uh, how we're going to work the rotation, and, and uh, they've all looked good, you know, through the spring. Uh, we have a lot of stability. I think a lot of stability will come at running back. They're saving on Wilkerson returns. He's a senior now, um, and then Sean Aaron, who actually played fullback last year, will, will go back to tailback and be part of really a three-back rotation with LJ Hatcher, another junior. So uh, you know, we're very we're very deep at running back. So good there. And then the other guy on offense is another junior, Miles Cross, who uh, is we expect to have a breakout season this year uh, for us uh, at, at our uh, X receiver slot. Talking with Andy Stefanelli, the head coach at Good Council, number 25 in our preseason rankings, an awesome schedule for them. And uh, I know you're probably going to give me a little coach speak here, but because you, you've set the schedule up where there's really not a breather on it, uh, other than the, the one game at a time, one practice at a time, that coach speak, uh, what, what are some of the things that you're, you're preaching to the kids about when it comes to, you know, right now looking ahead going, wow, this, this, is, this is a big, could be a great season, but it's got a lot of, a lot of hurdles to get through yeah we're hoping that you know some of the experience too and and kind of talking earlier about being your three uh helping them hoping that they can manage the expectations you know we kind of in year one we were you know first year under my uh you know my tenure here as the head coach nobody really uh felt we were going to do much of anything and we surprised a lot of people and I had a great run, and that was really a cool experience for the kids. You know, that all of a sudden we were getting talked about, and nobody thought we were kind of using that underdog role. And then last year came out, you know, with a lot of expectation, highly, pretty highly ranked early on in the season, 
Um, and you know, we, we did pretty well, but then kind of stumbled there at the end after some injuries and whatnot. And, and so I think they've kind of felt the highs and lows of, you know, being the underdog, uh, uh, overextending uh, people's expectation. And then also, you know, last year kind of stumbling and not, you know, maxing out what we thought could have been a great, great season for us. So I think through his experiences, the, the kids have kind of learned like, hey, you know, it's really about how we finish and how we, you know, do through the course of the year. So I think they're going to take a pretty good, obviously, we're going to be talking about one game at a time all year long, but I really think the kids get that. Mm-hmm. through the experiences of the last two years. Um, and really in camp, we'll focus on us, you know, just making sure that we're as good as we can be and not worry too much about who's up on the schedule until we get later into camp, you know, and then we'll really start focusing. Uh, one of the pitfalls is Charlotte Catholic's a great, a great tough opener, but you got that big game in California week three and just keeping them. We don't want to look <laughs> ahead to that game. <laughs> yeah. As hard as that's going to be, we got to you know, keep them focused on, Charlotte Catholic and Mount St. Joe before we get to St. John Bosco. So yeah. that's one of the other challenges we'll face. Makes sense. And the, the last question for you here is, uh, and you guys have known this for a long time. Like you said, you, you grew up in the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, but no championship is won without a part two or part D if you're French, I guess. And, uh, you know, what's, what's interesting, and I, I want to try and do a story on this, is this is happening more around the country where it's getting tougher for the elites to find games. So, you know, the modern days in St. John Bosco's have a part two, and I can you know, talk about the 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 Mick in, in Indiana where you have the same thing. You know, to win a championship, you got to do it twice. So my my question is this: you know, when when you've got a league like you have, knowing that the the four guys are probably going to be there in the playoffs, is, is there a, a different way of coaching in the regular season? I'm not saying you're going to sandbag anything for the playoffs, but I mean, how, how do you approach that as a coach and a staff? It's interesting. So, you know, because there's such big, you know, you mentioned us in the math and we certainly have a huge rivalry there, but you know, the others, you know, the St. John's and the Gonzagas are huge rivals too. And so, you know, and, and for each kid, each, you know, uh, coach, kid, they, you know, everybody has their own rival that they, they want to beat the most, you know, so it's funny how it works, but, um, so we treat those as huge games, obviously. Um, but, you know, sometimes in the back of our mind, it's funny, after this, so we build it up as this huge game where we got to beat, you know, Gonzaga or St. John's to Matha. But then after the game, we tell the kids, well, that was just a scrimmage because the real game's coming to, in the playoffs. You know? So it doesn't really matter. But uh, so win or lose, you tell them that. But it's it's really true. You know, so, yeah, you go to those games wanting to win, and, and they're so competitive. You know, the game, the, the energy at those games and the crowds are just incredible. Uh, that it really brings the best out of our kids and our coaches, I think. So, uh, but then afterwards, you kind of go, geez, now we're going to have to do that again. <laughs> and so it does, if you win, it takes a little bit of the thrill out of it. And if you lose, then you say, well, I got another shot at them. But uh, it's tough and it's funny, too, because the second time you play, it's never exactly the same. Yeah. You know? So uh, uh, they, they are going to adjust, we're going to adjust. And uh, so it's very challenging. You know, it really is. Um, and, and, tough, and, tough way to 
And yeah, and, and and that's why I want to do the story. I didn't really kind of continue my thought there. The point I was going to make is, I, as I've been looking at this through the years, without like taking numbers down, it seems like the team that wins in the regular season doesn't necessarily win in in round two, and that's why I was talking about it. So as we wrap up here, the the, the last uh, the point is, uh, you know, what are some of the things that you really want to uh, put up on that board as far as goals are concerned as you as you start camp here? I know. I talked about what are the boxes you have to check, but what are the goals you've set for this team this year? Well, frankly, you know, we really want to compete for the championship. And as much as the out-of-conference games are going to be fun and exciting, uh, you know, I, I don't think our kids will be satisfied uh, with this season unless, you know, we're, we're playing in that championship game at the end of the year. So uh, not something I think we're going to talk about every day, but uh, certainly, you know, we know it's going to be difficult. Um, but we also know that we can go toe to toe with, with, you know, anybody. And, uh, you know, we just want to make sure that we, we get there, that we get to the point where we can line up with anybody, you know, in, in the country and certainly the, and the, the top guys in our conference and, uh, and put ourselves in a position to, uh, to be there at the end. And I think that's going to be the focus. And I, I can tell you that amongst our players, that's what they're focused on. They're focused on being there at the end of the season. So, um, just try to manage and navigate, and as a coach, not not you know, try not to screw it up. So <laughs> that, that'll be our focus. Well, coach, I know you're very busy. We appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule to uh, to talk with us and uh, inform the nation about this program that you have uh, this year. And uh, we wish you nothing but uh, the best of luck. And uh, we'll catch up with you down the line. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jeff. Love your work. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. If you want to check out the entire preseason High School Football America 100, just go to highschoolfootballamerica.com. Tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast, we head to north of the border, a long ways, Anchorage, Alaska. That and more tomorrow on the High School Football America podcast.